Welcome to the Road to Wellville podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Terrell. Together, we will explore our own wellness journeys, nurturing body, mind, and spirit. Join me as I talk to top wellness professionals from all over the world with a wide range of backgrounds and specialties. I invite you to discover, discuss, and design your own path on the road to Wellville. Welcome, listener. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to my friend, Bella Patel. Bella is a pharmacist, health coach, and founder of Holistic Pharmacist. She specializes in managing weight and stress and improving nutrition and sleep, all while considering specific medical conditions, prescriptions, and supplements. She holds a doctorate in pharmacy from USC and worked as a pharmacist for 17 years before becoming the holistic pharmacist. Bella, I met you a few years ago when we were studying together at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And I was so excited to have the good fortune to study with you. We got, you know, our buddies and I was so excited and I was like, wow, my buddy's a pharmacist. She is a wealth of knowledge. So you have such this deep well of knowledge and a unique perspective as a pharmacist health coach. So I'm really looking forward to getting to know you better and introducing you to my listener. Welcome. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here and I'm excited to have this conversation. Absolutely. Me too. So I was hoping maybe you could take us back to the beginning. Um, Maybe even as you were starting as a pharmacist, I know a lot of us on this healing path, there's an early event or situation that sets them on the path. So I was wondering, was there an early event in your life that sparked your interest in health in general? Um, Yeah. So as a child, I was a severe, severe asthmatic with numerous ER visits and a hospitalization. And I remember anxiously awaiting treatment so that I could finally breathe, you know, and the ability of those medications to like bronchodilate my lungs was truly fascinating. And it sparked my interest in medicine and health. You know, I wanted to be that person who could help someone feel infinitely better, just like picking the right medications. And more importantly, I really wanted to learn how those medications worked in the body to create a particular response. So I knew I wanted to do that early on. And so um, in undergrad, I, I majored in biology and then I went off to pharmacy school. Awesome. Yeah. So you had that, that asthmatic experience as a child that really just drove your passion to enter healthcare and help others that were in that same similar position. That's really inspiring. So you were, you were a pharmacist for 17 years and then what kind of triggered you to begin developing this interest in integrative healthcare? So, um, I've actually been a pharmacist for over 20 years. Um, Mm. and for most, for 17 of those years, Um, I worked as a pharmacist consultant in skilled nursing facilities where I'm reviewing medications in an effort to minimize side effects, drug interactions, and adverse outcomes. And so as I'm reviewing like thousands of patients, you know, after a while it became pretty clear for some that had they chosen a different nutritional and um, lifestyle that they would have had a far more favorable outcome, you know, and um, that really sparked something in me. 
And also, um, I grew up in a household, I'm Indian, I grew up in a household where outside of my asthma, medications were always the last choice of treatment. Mm. My mom, if I said I had a stomach ache, she would be in the kitchen making me some spice concoction that really they work, <laughs> they worked, you know, I still do some of that. Um, so, you know, I was always kind of looking at all facets. Um, and then the other thing is like working as a pharmacist, um, I realized that medications, they, they have their place. They do a fantastic job mm, at treating ailments or curing an infection, but they often fail to uncover the root cause of dis-ease in our bodies. Mm. So that's yeah. kind of where my interest um, sparked in integrative healthcare. Yeah, that's awesome. So you have this kind of unique perspective where you're coming from a mother who was sort of already practicing integrative um, <laughs> healthcare, right? If you will, yeah. and looking at the at her children and her family probably in a holistic way, as a holistic being with all the different systems and everything. So, um, so you kind of came with that background. Then you got the allopathic Western education, and now you're you're meshing the two together. Yes. That's yeah. so awesome. Would you like to tell us any more like about your mom or like kind of how that shaped your journey? Um, well, you know, we grew up in a household that was vegetarian, mm. um, plant-based. Um, I heard, I think it kind of goes back to Ayurveda. I heard a lot about, um, you know, if I broke out or if I was constipated, it was always related to the gut. Mm -hmm. You know, she would always tell me something is off with your stomach. And so we need to work on that. And then she'll give me some Ayurvedic herb that, you know, some drink that I would have to take at night that tasted disgusting. I think it's a bitter. Um, mm -hmm. I, I still need to find out exactly what was in it, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, that, that was kind of how it was, you know, if, um, we, I had a stomach ache, she would give me something called asophatida or fennel seeds. Mm -hmm. Um, and you kind of, you know, you either rub the asophatida literally on your belly and within seconds, the bloating and the gas dissipates. Like, wow. I don't think there's a prescription out there that can work as fast as right. something you know, so it was pretty fascinating. And I, and I always kept that in mind, even as a pharmacist, um, literally, um, my first six months I worked in community pharmacy where, you know, I'm the typical pharmacist behind the counter. And when people would ask me advice, like, you know, as a pharmacist, you get asked all the time, what should I do about this? What should I do about mm -hmm. that? Um, I literally would not point them to a bottle. You know, I would mm -hmm. say, go home and try X, Y, and Z. So I kind of knew that, you know, I'm a little more holistic mm -hmm. in, in thoughts uh, long before, you know, um, this journey that I'm on. Yeah. Oh. So can you tell us a little bit more about that transition from trend from, can you tell us a little bit more about your transition from traditional pharmacist to the holistic pharmacist? Sure. So like I was saying, I think that I always believe that healing comes from more than just medications, but the true realization um, didn't happen until I had my own life experiences. So like for everyone, I guess, right. Um, 
So in 2012, um, our family moved to London um, and several months prior to the move, um, I started to get sick with my asthma. And honestly, back then, um, I really thought that I had outgrown my asthma. I, you mm -hmm. know, I hardly had any issues. And, and I was starting to wheeze. And, you know, when it happened, I blamed the Santa Ana winds, right? I was like, oh, it's mm -hmm. these winds, you know, and that's why I'm sick. And the Santa Ana winds came and went, and I was getting progressively worse. Mm -hmm. And before we left, I was on um, steroids and several inhalers um, and still not getting relief. So we moved to London and um, I was just getting worse. You know, uh, I started on a breathing treatment at home um, and I literally started to blame everything. I was like, mm. there's too much cigarette smoke and there's mm -hmm. mold in this apartment and there's, um, you know, the air quality is, is, is what it is. And I just couldn't figure it out. And one day, um, I took the bus, we didn't have a car there. So I took the bus to the gym and decided to take a yoga class. And I got off the bus and I was wheezing so badly. Mm -hmm. And so I reached into my purse to take my inhaler and I realized that I didn't have my inhaler. Oh, geez. So, yeah, I got into a panic because if you're an asthmatic, you know that that inhaler is like under your pillow or, mm -hmm. you know, on your, on your dresser, whatever. It's always within an arm's reach. So I didn't have my inhaler and I panicked and, um, the thought of going back home on the bus and walking was just like, ugh, you know? Mm -hmm. So I decided to go into the yoga class and said, if I got really bad, then I'd leave, but at least try it. Mm -hmm. So I walked into class. I put my mat um, by the exit door and set up. And um, I noticed that the yoga instructor had a very, very strong French accent. So I really had to focus on mm -hmm. exactly what she was saying to mm -hmm. follow the cues, right? Um, 45 minutes later, I was in Shavasana and I realized that my wheezing was gone. Wow. And this had never, ever, ever happened to me in my life. Like I always needed my inhaler to get relief. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I literally realized that my stress and anxiety was causing my asthma like this wow. entire time. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it took so long to figure it out, but sometimes we ignore the obvious. Mm -hmm. um, and so from that day, uh, a shift began within me. Um, I started a meditation and yoga practice religiously. And within a month, I was off of all of my medications. I um, wow. started to experiment with my diet and um I started a cleaner diet, became more plant-based and noticed tremendous changes in my hormones. Um, and oh, bonus. <laughs> bonus, exactly, <laughs> bonus. Who would have thought that connection, right? This yeah. is, and so um, I moved back a few years later, enrolled in IIN where I met you. Um, and now I practice as holistic pharmacist and it's great because I'm able to use my medical background, my life experience, you know, and all that we learned in health coaching to help my patients 
or my clients rather with like weight loss and most importantly, like disease prevention and mm -hmm. disease management. Cause my real passion is to, to help individuals avoid getting on any form of medication. Like mm -hmm. I want them to access their own body's pharmacy because we mm -hmm. can all do it. Yeah. Know, just learning the tools. So yeah. So that's where I am today. That's, that's my shift to holistic pharmacist. Thank you so much for sharing your story. What an authentic, honest place to be. And um, you use that word shift. And that was coming into my mind so much. It was the shift from you relying on these pharmaceuticals to now being responsible for your own health, seeing through your own eyes that, you know, you could control it with your meditation, your yoga, uh, your diet. And, um, that's so empowering. We talk about that so much on this podcast is that empowering, uh, how empowering it is to take that responsibility for your learning. When that light bulb comes, goes off, when you say, wow, I'm in control here. Yeah. It's not anybody, you know, it's not the pharmaceuticals. It's not, you know, my doctor can help me. My pharmacist helps me. We all, and my coaches help me and we walk in hand in hand as a team. Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately like I'm responsible and I have the control. That is mm -hmm. so empowering. Exactly. I know. It, and it just, part of me was like, how did I not realize this? But, you mm -hmm. know, we just go like, I think we're just all on autopilot, mm -hmm. you know, until we really get slammed. I and agree. And you start thinking, okay, wow. You know, you start making these connections. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Really powerful. You're like on autopilot until it gets yeah. bad enough until your body's like, wake up, wake up, wake yeah. up. And then, exactly. and then you, exactly. you have no choice, but to examine it and see what you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I know that you work with clients and you are amazing and you help them. I was wondering if you could tell us um, any stories about clients who have really touched your heart or ha have inspired you. Yeah. Um, so a year after coaching, I always think about this client. Um, so this was a few years back. Um, I started working with the single mom. Um, she had two young kids and two jobs. Mm -hmm. um, and she came to me for weight loss. Um, so we worked together for five weeks uh, for, for my five-week program. And so, um, you know, I, I, I helped her change her diet and we implemented an exercise program that she could do at home watching YouTube and utilizing the stairs. Um, and, and six weeks later, she lost 17 pounds and nine months later, she actually lost 72 pounds, oh, wow. which is absolutely impressive, right? Mm -hmm. But what inspires me about her was her why. Mm. Her why she wanted to lose weight you know, and that was her children. She wanted to have more energy around her children. She wanted to be happier around her children. So uh, she was truly an inspiration because with the little time that she had for herself, she was committed to making a difference for her kids. And if she can do it, any of us can, you know, and that's what I always think. Like, so she, she has always been a true inspiration, you know, um, and I'm also inspired by, to be honest, I'm inspired by most of my clients, like mm -hmm. if not all of them, you know, there's always something about them that I learn and um, I, I take from, you know, they may not know mm -hmm. it, 
but my recent client, you know, I, she said something about having me time was so important to her. You know, Mm. she's like, I'm spending two hours exercising and meditating, but you know what, that gives me the time to deal with everything else going on in my life. Mm. And hearing that I was like, yes, that is exactly Mm -hmm. what I need to do. You know? So I started waking up a half an hour early just to, just to do my meditation practice before everyone gets up. Mm -hmm. Because before I was doing it, like when everyone's awake and then you're thinking, okay, you know, what's going through your mind. You're like, I should, I need to go attend to the kids or, or my husband probably needs that or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So it's funny, but I really do learn from every single one, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I love that. Really yeah. I love that, that point about investing in yourself, just that little bit, putting yourself first and filling your cup up yeah. really allows you, you to overflow, to fill your kids, your clients, your husband, your wife, your whoever. Yeah. That's so important to invest in yourself first. And then you have so much more to invest in others. Exactly. And I think you hit a point too. It was, I was really impressed when you said that your, your client had lost 17 pounds in, in five weeks and then 70 something in, you know, yeah. within a few months. And, you know, I think that's really so inspiring because it's one thing to lose the weight and then put it back on, but it sounds like this client was really making significant progress over a long term. And I think that that that's probably kudos to you and kudos to her for choosing to work with someone, because I think that's for a lot of people, that's where the consistent progress comes, you know, from like having that coach who hold you, who can guide you, hold you accountable. Right. That's like the hugest part is someone to hold you accountable and also cheer along and encourage you in that growth. So right. that is really impressive. And that's such a key about the team thing, you know, because I think you can go to your doctor and the doctor can say, you need to lose weight and maybe you should um, try a plant-based diet, for example, or whatever, but say like hearing that from, but the doctor doesn't have all that time to really mm-hmm. invest into how, what does that look like? How do you integrate that in your life? You know? And I yeah. think that's where the coaching and creating this kind of supportive team, maybe getting your family involved too, is how it can, you can kind of create this sustainable shift and change. Yeah. And, you know, um, I, I do a free consultation with like any prospective client and the most important thing I tell them, um, especially the weight loss clients, I'm like, I can give you a diet, you know, I could put you on some kind of low calorie diet, you know, whatever. Um, and you'll lose some weight and you'll be happy temporarily, but I'm not interested in that. My goal And my passion is for me to teach you how to make all of these changes sustainable. Mm -hmm. You know, that's really my goal. So you may not lose weight, you know, the 72 pounds, honestly, she didn't contact me. I read it on Yelp Mm. and I was like blown away. You know, I'm so happy. I cried for her because I'm like, wow, nine months later, she's still doing it, you know, Mm -hmm. and 72 pounds. That's fantastic. You know? So, um, that's really, that's really what it's about. You know, I think with coaching, right. We're not, we're not here to create short-term benefits. I I want this to be the way of life for you when Mm -hmm. you come. Yeah. Yeah. Shifts in lifestyle. 
so valuable. So um, I was wondering if you, for our listeners, um, do you have any practical takeaways for um, those who may want to start taking some steps now towards improving your health? I, I guess something else I wanted to say was before I asked you for the takeaways was I've noticed that you have this unique perspective where it sounds like you sort of started with people who were struggling with their health and their, their, um, prescriptions. And, and then, and now you've kind of worked backwards. <laughs> it was yeah. like that goal in mind of like, well, I don't want my clients to, uh, end up needing all those prescriptions. Right. So now you've come exactly. back to the root. Um, and like we talked about kind of, you know, again, that idea of the root, what is the root cause getting to the root cause. And right now you are kind of at this starting point in these people's lives of, you know, where, what can I do now to make the changes? So I don't end up in that place. So I was just wondering if you have any practical takeaways for those listeners who want to take those steps towards improving their health now. Um, yeah. So the first thing I want to say is keep your health very simple. Mm. I think that people get so overwhelmed and it's understandable, you know, just getting on social media for five minutes will confuse you, you know, so much. Like, do I yeah. eat this? Do I not eat this? Is this healthy? What is healthy? You know? So, um, what I like to tell everyone is keep your health really simple. Mm. Don't jump on the next, you know, diet trend or health trend. Just think about number one, like drinking water, you know, mm -hmm. drink, drink your body weight in water in ounces. So if you mm -hmm. weigh 120 pounds, drink 60 ounces of water a day. Mm -hmm. Simple. Okay. Number so two, half your weight, right? You take your weight in pounds and then half it. And that's the ounces yeah. to drink a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, our Great bodies advice. are like 72% water, you know, and most of my clients, they'll go, oh, I drink that much. And I'm like, can you measure out tomorrow and let me know next right. week how you do? And then they're like, oh, wow, I was so off, you know, yeah. and just, just that one change creates such a shift that it's, it's underrated, you know, and yeah. people explore it more. So drinking water. Yeah. One thing that's helped me is I think I have, it's like a 40 ounce, um, bottle, you know, and I just know I got to refill that two times. Right. Like yeah, you said, kind of simplify it, make it as simple as possible. <laughs> yeah, no, really, you know, that, that, that is a great, um, tip there. Um, the second thing I would say is eat real food. Mm -hmm. So plant mostly plants. Um, and you know, when I say plant-based, I don't, I don't exclude different types of meat, you know, I just mm -hmm. say eat grass fed, eat organic, um, you know, and eat what is natural. Like if you're buying something that's processed, read the ingredients. And if you can't pronounce them, mm -hmm. you know, and if you don't know what they are, I would say, skip it. Right. Um, so that's two in terms of your eating. Something then, I've noticed through the, like, while we've kind of been in quarantine pandemic style, you know, I, of course, like tried Mickey Moan bread and, but not only bread, but like other things I've realized, like, it's actually pretty simple to make your, my own things that I used to buy in the grocery store, like hummus, for example, yeah. right. You just throw some like olive oil, some garbanzo beans, some garlic, whatever you like in there in your food processor or whatever. And it's really easy to make that stuff at home and it's fresh. And then it doesn't have any of the other stuff that, you know, companies might put in. So, yeah, I think it seems kind of scary at first, but you know, it's, it's once you take, you put one foot in for the other and you start kind of taking this journey of seeking out the real food. Um, 
it becomes fun and a little yeah. simpler. Exactly. Exactly. We've been doing that as a family, you know, like I, I'm trying to make sure my kids kind of learn some of these skills. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm always trying to encourage them to cook and to pick out recipes and um, they get it now, you know, mm -hmm. like they're making all their desserts. We hardly ever use a box of anything, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it, it's empowering. Mm -hmm. You know, when you realize that, oh, I can just whip up this dressing in like <clears throat> in two seconds, right? Right. Putting some olive oil, some vinaigrette, some salt and pepper. And wow, I got a delicious dressing. It doesn't have to have high fructose corn syrup in it or, or whatever. It doesn't mm -hmm. need to have any ingredient that I've never heard of, or I'm unfamiliar with. Yeah. Um, I love how you brought the kids into, this is becoming kind of a theme in my podcast and it probably is logical because I'm a teacher also and I'm constant and I'm a mom and I'm constantly thinking about the next generation. Um, but I love what you said about planting these seeds, you know, in our kids now in their minds of eating real food. Um, because I was just on another podcast and we were talking about financial seeds, you know, like teaching your kids yeah. young about, um, finances and how to be responsible. So I love that this theme is kind of coming out too, of like little simple ways that we can share what we're doing with our children, um, to make a big impact in their lives. Cause I think what you share with them now is going to make such a huge impact in their lives in the future. So. Absolutely. And even if, um, I've got two teenagers, so mm. even if they protest it, mm. you know, um, like many of us did when we were growing right. up, right? <laughs> we knew we knew what was wrong and what was right. And our parents are still giving us advice. And uh, we were, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of rolling my eyes several times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know that my daughters are probably doing that for certain things, but it's like you said, I'm planting seeds, you know? And mm -hmm. so hopefully um, a decade from now or, or whenever they'll come back to it and, or they'll remember it, you know? Yeah. And, and when you're cooking together, like you were saying too, you're kind of weaving some fun into it. I think that's, that's key is how can you engage your kids by making it fun? Right. Yeah. You know, last month we actually, um, they were very bored and this quarantine was getting to all of us. Um, so I created a food challenge, um, like top chef food challenge. Uh -huh. And we all picked um, a course out of a bag and we couldn't tell anyone. And they had one day to think about their dish and they were going to be judged on presentation and taste and originality. It couldn't be anything that we had eaten in the house before. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I took them shopping and we all had our time in the kitchen. And I tell you, it was the, one of the best meals we've had in quarantine. You know? Oh my gosh. I love that idea. Yeah. And they were, you know, honestly, it occupied two and a half days mm -hmm. and they were so excited about something, you know what I mean? So so it was great. It was, um, it was a great experience. Yeah. They know? probably did like research it, right. Make their they list did. and yada, yeah. yada. Oh, you could even give them like a budget. That would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> when they go to the grocery store, you got to keep it in this budget. I love that idea. I'm going to try that with my family too. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. Um, so, okay. So some of those practical tips we were talking about, so water, real food, um, stress management mm. is huge. Um, so I think that, um, like, I think I shared my disease, you know, my, my, mm. my issues and, and they were coming from stress. 
So working on some form of stress management, even doing something as simple as inhaling for four and exhaling for six, right? Because those longer exhalations mm. activate our relaxation response. And so that's something we can teach our kids or your students, right? It's like, okay, just take a, a deep breath in through your nose and then exhale a little bit longer. And you do that a few times and, and you're feeling completely different, right? Your energy changes. Yeah, absolutely. I have a funny story about that too. So one thing that kind of got me on my journey to integrative health was I, I saw a um, integrative practitioner years ago in Pasadena and I was having a lot of stress and anxiety. It was when my daughter was quite young, my first daughter um, my first child and she, and so I went to go see him and he taught me that same, the breathing technique. And I remember, cause I'd driven all the way to Pasadena and I was so relaxed. And I was like, how am I going to keep this vibe to drive all the way back to Orange County? Yeah. Um, and I did that, that breathing technique and there was traffic, you know, it was, it was not like a weekend. And I, I, I really vividly remember being in traffic and doing that breathing and like, feeling so good. And I was like, this is such a key little simple tool that this guy just gave me and it's changed my life. I love that. Yeah. And so I tell my clients do it at every stop sign or mm. red light. Just do it a few times. You know, you don't need to close your eyes. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just getting that breath in really does help. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'd say the last thing, um, and I think kind of looking at where we are right now with quarantine, um, is movement, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I started quarantine and um, one day I happened to look at my steps and it was like 1200. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, like, and I knew it, I was feeling sluggish. I, mm -hmm. you know, it just, I just wasn't the same, right? And so I started to just pencil it into my schedule. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we need to do. You know, pencil it in our schedule is like go for a walk. Or if you have a two-story house, um, go downstairs to use the restroom, mm -hmm. you know, go, go, go for a walk, take a call on um, while you're walking, you know, mm -hmm. or, or treadmill or whatever it is, but we have to figure out some time throughout our day to get outside and move our bodies. Mm -hmm. So if we have to schedule it like a Zoom call, meeting, a client, whatever it is, then put it in your calendar. Yeah, that works for me. I know personally for myself, I have to be really consistent. And for me to do my workout, I have to have my scheduled time every day. Usually it's that early morning time you were talking about that works for me. Like before my family is waking up, you know, to get that in. But yeah, every, I mean, I know we talk in, at IIN about bio-individuality and everyone has different bodies and different schedules. But for me, I have to definitely like schedule it in and make it a routine. Otherwise yeah. it just doesn't get done. <laughs> great. You know that about yourself, yeah. right? Which mm -hmm. is awesome. And so, you know, exactly what you need to do. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for people like you who helped me figure that out because it took a while, you know, <laughs> I haven't always known that, but I've worked yeah. with coaches and done some reflecting to kind of get to that place where now I know I got it dialed in what works for me. That's great. So last but not least, I just wanted to ask, uh, how can my listener who's interested in learning more about holistic pharmacist, how can that listener find you? Um, so I have a Instagram handle, um, holistic pharmacist, which is W H O L 
um, ISTIC pharmacist. Um, or you can go to my website. My website is www.holisticpharmacist.com. Excellent. Okay. And you, um, do you do, you do one-on-one coaching, you have coaching programs. What are some of your offerings? um, So you can go to my website and send me an email through there and we can set up a free consultation to see if we're both a good fit for each other. Um, I offer three week session or five week sessions. Um, I also do um, families. So So for my three-week session and five-week session, basically what we do is we meet uh, once a week. Right now it's virtually for 50 minutes. And then I kind of follow you um, through that week. I text you to make sure that you're doing the things that we've implemented. Um, And then we build the following week. So generally, you know, you can pick between the three and the five-week. Also, the families that have come to me, I'm usually working with a mom and, you know, so I'll meet with the mom once a week and and we'll discuss how we're going to introduce new foods or or a breathing technique to the family. Um, Before quarantine, I actually went to um, families' homes and gave a little talk to the kids, had a little interactive uh, presentation with them so they can learn about foods and health. Um, I'm hoping that we can get back to that really soon. Um, I've also done workshops at yoga studios and uh, companies. Um, And I'm also writing for different companies. So any of those things, you know, if you, if you want to reach out to me, I am always up for conversation. Sounds good. Well, this has been a very enjoyable conversation for me. I've really enjoyed getting to know you and your story and your background and all of your offerings. So thank you so much for being a guest today. And what I like to say to my guests is until next time, because I can't wait till the next time we get to chat and I get to catch up with you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Michelle. This was so much fun. Um, It truly was a a great conversation. um, And I feel honored that you had me on. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for joining us today. To learn more about today's guest and a wide range of other wellness professionals, please visit our global wellness community at wellville.com. W-E-L-V-I-L.com. I look forward to meeting you next time on the road to Wellville.